I went to this uh, South Florida meetup group here, uh, all podcasters and stuff. So I went there and I was quiet, sat down, didn't say a word. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Like, you know, (laughs) so so Jared Easy, one of the co-founders of the podcast movie, is like, hey, all right, everybody introduce yourself. And how many years you've been podcasting, right? So everybody's like, oh, I just started. Some of them were like, oh, I'm planning to launch later this year. Some people were like, oh, two, three years or four, you know. Yo, when it came up to me and I was like, oh, I've been doing this. It's going to be nine years. This is like years ago, a couple years ago. Yeah. I was like, oh, I've been podcasting for nine years. Everybody in that room looked at me <laughs> and he goes, why are you even here? Podcast Junkies, episode 78. And this is this is, this is is a really good one. This is a really good one. And if you're a first-time listener, you're going to get an amazing kick-ass episode with a crazy, cool, old-school veteran of podcasting. I make him sound like he's super old, but he's not. I mean, relatively speaking, he's just been doing it for such a long time. And when you hear the story of how he got started and why he he was meant to do this, then you're going to just get so motivated, so pumped. It's a really touching, fun, exciting, like just, I, I don't know. I run out of words and adjectives sometimes, but this is one of those that I really, really had a, had a great time with. I felt... Um, we could have recorded another couple of hours of, and I think, you know, he's someone that goes on the short list for a return trip because his, his stories are crazy. So, um, and, uh, it's, it's Danny Pena. Did I mention that? I don't know if I did, but Danny Pena of Gamer Tag Radio. So, and if you're a new listener, then you you might want to, might want to, get a feel for what this is about before you decide to, to keep listening. And and what we what we do, and you'll get a great feel for this with this episode, like I mentioned, is just we find fantastic podcast hosts. And I don't have this huge queue of like dozens of people waiting to come on the show because I'm, I'm, I'm rather picky, I, I guess you could say, about who I want on and who I feel like I can engage with because I want you to feel the passion and the fun that I do when I speak to these people. And so I'm always on the lookout and, and a lot of it comes from conferences, meeting people in person, face to face, shaking their hand, looking them in the eye, having a beer with them. And I I can't wait to do more of that at podcast movement this July in Chicago. But uh, yeah, that's what we do. And uh, this is, this episode is a prime example of uh, why I do it and why I take the time to, to look for someone who's going to have um, an impact. And there's no doubt that uh, Danny is going to impact you uh, as a result of you hearing this conversation between him and I, uh, which happened uh, recently. Enjoy. All right, man. Danny Pena, it's been a long time coming, but uh, thanks for making the appearance on Podcast Junkies. Uh, Thanks for the invite, man. Thanks for the invite. I think, uh, yeah, we're just kind of passing each other, you know, at, at conferences and, uh, you know, I obviously had heard about you for a long time. So I'm glad in the past couple of months we've been, you know, bumping into each other more frequently and we jumped on that Blab together. And Yes. Uh, and it, honestly, I don't use Blab that much. <laughs> and that was like maybe my second time, third time jumping in. 
So uh, that, that's cool. Cool that, uh, that there's more platforms now to like start promoting like the podcast and everything. So it's it's cool. I like it. Yeah, it was funny. I was I was uh, getting connected up on Skype, and I was like, because uh, you don't have Gamertag Radio by itself as the as the Skype ID. So some, did someone snag that? <laughs> no, you know what? I have that was me that created another account. Okay, I just it was, it was like so long ago, and I can't remember the passwords. I'm like, ah, let me just create a new one. So yeah, yeah, that was a long time. That was my bad. <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> so even you know? yeah, people think that podcasters like they got all the uh, all the tech like on lockdown, and we got it all figured out. But we all we got all these other things that that we can't keep them all working at the same time. Yeah, right? you know, I made plenty of mistakes throughout the years. Like I remember recording an interview, and I forgot to press record. <laughs> And it was like one of the best interviews ever and I had to re-record that all over again. But it came out pretty good the second time. But man, that first one was really awesome. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I haven't had a, the knock on wood because, of course, the minute I say that, some like lightning strike is going to happen. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Hey, Danny, remember that yeah. thing? we got to talk about it one more time. You're never going to get the emotion. You're never going to get that like whatever it was that you were saying. You're all hyped up and you got to like replay it like you're an actor or something. Like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, there was one time too that because we usually record locally, like my whole crew, and one of my crew members, uh, Pete, his recorder—I don't know what happened—like got messed up, and it didn't save the file at the end. So we made—I edited in a way that when you listen to the show, he didn't even didn't, doesn't even exist in the show, like in the episode. So it was only like three of us. So every time we mentioned his name, I had to chop that up. You know, it took me forever to edit that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like little things like that, you know. So, but is everything you're doing with editing like all self-taught? Yeah, yep. I did it all myself. Uh, I learned like since I was a kid, I was always into editing. I started um, doing that with two VCRs back <laughs> in the '90s, and then I started doing that. Uh, well, actually, two VCRs and a mixer, and then after that, I was doing that a lot with with uh, cassette players. So I, um, my first show in 2001, I had an internet radio show back then. And that's how I used to edit. Just pause, play, pause, play with no software, just like that. And then uh, eventually upload it to like a website stuff, man. So that's how I started back then, man. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, you're a seriously OG. And, uh, you know, congratulations on getting inducted into the Podcasting Hall of Fame. That, that's oh, pretty thanks, awesome. Man. Thanks, thanks. But, but, man, 2001, man, people weren't even thinking about, you know, nah, shit, shit like that. and At all. And the the I thought of doing VCRs. Is that because of the the audio quality was the best at that point with a VCR? No, the VCR was because um, back in the eighties, uh, my uncle he was the first person that purchased a video camera within the family, and that motivated me to start editing. and And I wanted to create like my own movies, and we uh, done like like uh, music videos with my family and stuff and with my cousins. Cause we had like nine cousins in the same school year at, at uh, high school during high school. So I used to take video cameras every day. Like now everybody has a, a smartphone, which yeah. has a camera automatically, you know, but back then it was really rare. People would ask me like, why are you always walking around with a video camera at school at events and everything? So, um, yeah, that's, I started editing like that. Just pause, play, pause, play. Then I went to school for tier production and, um, and slowly, you know, upgraded, um, you know, with with the software and stuff. So, you know, uh, I think in the early 2000s, that's when I got my my first Mac and started learning about like Final Cut Pro and iMovie and GarageBand and all that stuff. So, it took some time, but I, 
all that was on my own. Learned that on my own. What about uh, mixtapes? You were putting together any of those back in the day? Yeah, yes, yeah. Matter of fact, uh, um, I used to be a DJ too. Like within my cousins, we were like had like different DJ names and stuff. And but eventually, one of my cousins he became a really popular DJ back in the nineties here in Miami, Florida. So we were like, I was more of like the street promoter. Like I was always out promoting uh, house parties, and then eventually we upgraded to like clubs, and then um, record labels started hitting me up. And I worked with a lot of music artists back then. Uh, I don't know if you heard of DJ Khaled. He's like a famous uh, DJ now. He's really, really big. He has a show now on uh, Apple Apple Music Beats One yeah. on Fridays and stuff. And I known him before he even blew up. Um, matter of fact, a couple of days ago, he was at, um, uh, during the Super Bowl, he DJ for like a tournament that EA Sports had uh, in San Francisco. Cause they usually do that during Super Bowl weekend. He was like one of the main DJs and stuff there. So nice. he's like a really big DJ. So yeah, I worked with him, worked with like Wyclef's, uh, Wyclef, uh, Karis One, uh, a lot of hip hop artists back in the days and stuff. So that's how I, I learned how to promote uh, like in the streets. You know, nowadays people are, are depending so much on like Twitter and everything. For me, all those skills that I learned from back then, I took advantage of that and started doing that for the podcast. So I would go to um, to like a local store, like GameStop or Best Buy. There's a bunch of gamers lined up waiting for a game to come out at midnight. So I'll take my recorder, start recording them. Like, hey, why are you accept- why are you buying this game? And so on. And then I'll pass out flyers. Every single person pass out flyers, pass out flyers. And I was doing that everywhere locally in Miami and then eventually the word just went around about about our podcast and stuff so um I know nowadays nobody's doing that at all but I, I it's cool to do that man because I, I feel that um it's so important to meet the listeners face to face you know find your community like I always been saying that since day one that's powerful to me you know instead of depending on on like different platforms like uh, iTunes and all this stuff it's cool it's great for those that they can't meet you in person, but uh, meeting people in person, I think, is is powerful to me. You know, yeah, so. I think a lot of people lose track of connecting with their listeners, uh, and you did it on such a personal level; it's crazy. I mean, most podcasters wouldn't even think of something like that. I mean, you were like the original street team for podcasting. You know, like in, I grew up in New York City, so you'd have the street well, me team. Me too. I'm, I'm from New York too. I'm from New York. I, what, I'm really from born and raised in New York. What uh, what part? Uh, Manhattan. Yeah, I grew up in Yonkers. In Yonkers. Oh, Yonkers. Nice, nice. So you cool. see the street teams, they 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 totally take over a block and then they take the light poles and they got the, they staple the, the double-sided uh, album mm-hmm. promos. So every time, like, you know, Sean, yeah, Sean uh, Combs, like Puff Daddy's like, it was like one of the originators of like just the mass marketing, like street team stuff, get him out there, get him out there. And, and I think, uh, you know, it, it was effective because that, that was like all over the place, all over. Yeah. yeah it was crazy. I tell people this, like, you know, I'm really into hip hop music and hip hop culture. So like back in the seventies and the early eighties when hip hop wasn't even mainstream, um, rappers, like let's say they go to a house party, people record like uh, live DJing or, or MC battles or recording on cassette. And then eventually they'll give it to like their cousins. They're visiting from like London or from other places, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. They'll just give copies, copies, copies. Remember, this is pre-internet days. <laughs> and look now, everybody knows about hip hop music is really mainstream. It just went around. And and when I want to promote the podcast, I always think about that. 
You know, like I feel that it's important to to learn the history about podcasts. Like, you know, like I went to the awards, the the podcast, not podcast awards, but the Academy uh, of Podcasters at a uh, podcast movement. Yeah. And like I noticed a lot of people didn't know who Adam Curry is, Todd Cochran. They don't know me that, you know what I'm saying? So I feel that. It's important, like yeah, it's cool to know everybody is doing their thing now, making their money and everything. It's cool, but it's important to learn the history, like of those that really put in and made this podcast even better. You know, learn from us, you know, and and make it even better, you know. So um, that's like something that is really, really important to me, you know. So I'm trying my best to like when I start like doing presentations, I always talk about how I did it because I want people to visualize, visualize like, look, there was no internet. I was strictly doing this word of mouth, you know, no Twitter. It was just forums. Uh, I even had a, an angel fire website back oh, then, <laughs> you know? So, um, I don't know if you heard about mp3.com, yeah. but, um, mp3.com at that time, when I started, it was only for music artists. So every time someone will stream their music, mp3.com will pay them. So I was the first person to create a, a show, an internet radio show where people could download it or stream on the website. And my first check ever back in 2001 was $500. Wow. $500. So imagine now a podcaster, a podcaster now in 2016 getting that check for the first time. Like, man, I made it. You know, this is me in 2001. And I was like, man, I want to start a business out of this, man. Like I'm, 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 I'm thinking beyond like man this is worldwide this is not no local stuff you know because the internet is powerful it's everywhere you know yeah. so yeah i, I mentioned that to people they, they get like shocked They're like really five hundred dollars 2001 i'm like yeah man yeah but most podcasters would go crazy for 500 dollars right about now <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah i mean now there's so many different ways to get money you know like to me money comes and goes like to me it's more important about um the community part um, cause I'm always like, um, giving back to our listeners, our community and stuff. And, um, but Hey, if there's an opportunity for you to get money, go for yours, man. You just do it the right way. That's not going to kill the space. It's not going to give us a bad name. You know, like I feel that, um, there's podcasters nowadays that like to take advantage of the new guys, the new people that are trying to do their own thing too. And I think it's wrong because then it's going to discourage them to, not even do this anymore, you know? And at the same time, giving out fake, uh, fake numbers or download numbers or Twitter bombing. Like to me, that's just like, it's so tacky, yeah. you know? So, so tacky. So, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, back home be like, yeah, that shit is so ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, man. Come, It's like, um, it almost shows like they don't have trust in their own ability to generate an audience and they don't have, you know, any faith in their own skills to be like, no, like I'm going to like, however long it takes, you know, to get to 10,000, to get to 50,000, to get to a hundred thousand, you know, a million, however long it is, if you're in it for the long haul, then you realize it's just going to be ups and downs and you just got to keep trying new things like you've been doing, you know, for 10 years plus. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing as, as an MC. When they're on stage, they got to move the crowd, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with us podcasters. We're moving the crowd, too, in a different way. So if you don't have the voice to make that happen, then to me personally, like, it's like, yo, just drop the mic and just, <laughs> you know? But, like, I went to 
I went on stage to the to the awards yeah. at the podcast movement and stuff. And um, the first time I was on stage, it was because of the the Hall of Fame award. I got really emotional. Like I was going everywhere at that time, right? So then the second time, I was still emotional. Like I just didn't want to show it to the crowd. But I hyped the crowd. Like, I was like, all right, everybody say podcast movement. Like, and everybody said the same thing. And then I was so focused on that that I totally forgot to mention the the name of the of the category that I was presenting. I was like, all right, the nominees are. And I noticed that they didn't show anything on, on like, on the screen. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot to mention the, <laughs> the category. But, like, little things like that. Like, look, yeah. the majority of those people, I think, like, 90% of those people never heard of me, never heard of Gamertag Radio, unless you're, like, a... Mm-hmm hardcore podcasters did your research and stuff but i i made them see those words that came out of my mouth like i want you to say this and they said it you know so i feel that we could do the same exact thing and motivate people to do so many different things through a podcast yeah you know yeah, I mean, I uh, like I, I grew up. DJ, I've been DJing for like twenty years, and more, more like house music. So, but I was, I mean, I bought, I got my twelve hundreds. Uh, this re- reminds me of uh, the Boogie Out Bronx, the yeah. Bronx with the house music and everything. See, I, you, <laughs> could, you can see in the back. I still got my. Oh, I still have vinyls. <laughs> I have records and stuff. I, I, I used to DJ a lot of like, uh, you know, the techniques. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I know a lot of DJs. There's one DJ. Sorry, I cut you off. Or something, oh, but there's one it? DJ that I that I know. Um, his name is DJ Craze. He's the number one DJ around the from around the world. He competed in this competition called DMC. Yeah, yeah. He won so many times that they made him retired from that because people couldn't even beat him at all. Every year, every year, and they're like, "Please just stop. Let others shine." You know. So I love that man, and that's before the whole getting your own bringing your own laptop to the club and connecting to the to the turntables you know this is like the days that we used to go every wednesday every wednesday night we used to go to south beach and yeah. just pick up records from from labels or like independent artists like we had like a little meetup of different djs locally from the, miami and they were like hey look i have this i have this brand new song here play it your mixtape or radio whatever because in the 90s, uh, pirate stations were really popular here in Miami, too. So I used to do that w- once in a while. Like, that's like one of the reasons why I wanted to start my, start my own show. Um, uh, because of the whole pirate radio stations back then in Miami and stuff. So, yeah, little things like that. But I love I love vinyls. I still have my um, first Nas album. Oh, nice. On vinyl. I have, uh, I have like a lot of old school underground uh, vinyls from here from Miami, Florida, too. So yeah, it was fun. It used to be fun, man. You just go there, and other people would be looking for the vinyl, and you, you literally could spend like half a day, the whole day, maybe sometimes, just digging mm-hmm. through the crates and just pulling out uh, stacks of vinyl, taking them over to the turntable, getting the headphones on, listening to them, sampling them. Like, yeah, this is one. This one's good. This one's good. And it, it, there's there's something about that selection process where you your ear becomes better and better. You know, I I, I drop the needle on like three parts of the record. And I'm like, no, I don't. That's not that's not good. Yeah, that like, is, it's, that's not, it's not a good track, right? And then. Yeah. And then now it's, but it's digital. So like, if you want a file, you can go to like Beatport and like, oh yeah, you download 10, file, 10 songs at one time. Man. And, and and I think there's something lost in our ability to discern like what really is good versus mm-hmm. what sounds okay, but it's just a click away. So I'm just going to do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the other day, not going to mention her name, but the other day I, um, I went to this event 
uh, of a hip hop producer that passed away like 10 years ago. So every year they have this event for charity in Miami and other cities too. So, so they were here in Miami this past weekend. So I got to meet like a lot of hip hop artists and one of my boys did a mixtape about that producer. So he gave me a CD and then the other day, uh, a friend of mine, she was like, Oh, I would like to get a copy. I was like, yo, here, here. So I gave her a CD. I'm like, look, make a copy and, and give it back to me whenever you get the chance. She's young. She's like in her early twenties and stuff. Right. Yeah. And she could, she didn't know how to rip a CD. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, wait a minute. Like this is the generation now that they're not really used to that stuff at all. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> It's all digital, man. Yeah. It's all digital. So when she, she didn't say anything to me because she was probably embarrassed to say something. So she got to see the CD. She was like, uh, okay. And then she couldn't figure out how to burn it. So I had to explain to her, like, no, go to iTunes, you know, on your computer and all this stuff. It's it's crazy, man. <laughs> it's funny. Like, the new, my friend got the new um, MacBook Pro, and I was checking it out. It's like 2015. There's no, there's no, uh, no DVD, CD. I have, the, I have the same one. It's, there's no DVD. Yeah, none of that. It's, it's like... How, yeah, yeah you, you just think about i mean that used to be futuristic like a cd or dvd was like, but now yeah. even that is like gone and he doesn't even have a um an ethernet port on the new ones i think you got oh, really you gotta, I, well, the one that i have it has that yeah you got to do lightning or you got to do a converter or something like that so yeah. i was like they're assuming everyone's going to be on wi-fi so just i mean it's, we're moving to the point where it's gonna be a chip in your head and <laughs> yeah. skynet right there skynet <laughs> It's crazy. So, so uh, when did you make the move from New York City to Miami? Uh, back in '92. Yeah, um, I used to live in Dominican Republic. By yeah. the way, um, I lived there. Uh, my parents were from there, so I lived there for four years. And I had like a little, uh, kind of like an arcade place because my mom helped me out with that. I had a, like a bunch of like Super Nintendos and a bunch of uh, Sega Genesis, and I got my friend to get a, like a, a lot of TVs. So we we set up a, a, an area where people could go and pay me five bucks or ten bucks for them to play all, all my games. Um, like I said, since back then, I always wanted to do like I want to always want to create like my own business out of the whole video game stuff. I just couldn't figure out what it was, and then eventually, you know, the whole podcasting eventually happened and everything. But um, yeah, so I lived there, and then in '92. I moved here uh, a month right after Hurricane Andrew. So when mm. I came to Miami, it was like, oh, my God. It was like a disaster around here, man. Wow. Ugly, ugly. Oh, my God. Houses was destroyed. Trees everywhere still. Like, wasn't 100%. It was getting better slowly. You know, so because uh, my cousins, they lived here since the late 80s. They're originally, they're originally from New York, too, from my father's side. So I just love the the weather and everything down here and um and, and yeah came here in 90, 1992 you still get the uh, weather reports from people back in new york man <laughs> oh yeah, yeah i mean i go to new york a lot like i travel a lot you know yeah. my mom my mom still lives in new york my brothers and sisters so i always go there and visit them visit my whole family from both my father and my mom's side so i go there a lot you know um i don't miss the cold weather. I don't miss the whole snow. I don't miss that at all. Like I'm fine where I'm at right now. Like right now it's cold, but it's not. It's not like in, below zero or anything like that. Yeah. Like it's like in the forty, late forty, high forties and low low fifties and stuff. So, um, yeah, that's what's going on. Down <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in I'm in LA now. So like, and we've been here two years. My wife and I moved. 
And I was talking to my brother and he's like, it's 13 degrees here and snowing. I'm like, it's 75 degrees here and sunny. I, I, I go to LA a lot, a lot especially um, in June. I'll go there for E3. It's like a, a big uh, convention where company game, video game companies are, are basically promoting their products where it's coming out like during the holiday season or the year after that. So we go there every single year. I've been going there now for, it's going to be my 11th year this year going there. And I go there to like record interviews and I, and I get to play these games before it comes out and stuff. And, and that's how I build relationships, just attending events. You know, um, now companies are contacting us like to, to travel around the world. Last year we, I went to Sweden uh, I was like one of the first 20 people around the world. Um, I was the only podcast. Everybody was like YouTuber, live streamer that we got to see the new Star Wars game wow. uh, at uh, at their studio. And it wasn't me. They didn't want us to do like interviews or anything like that. It was more of feedback. Like, hey, how can we make this game better? What do you, what do you guys think? And the reason is because we're very influential in the video game com- community. So that's why a lot of uh, video game companies are always like inviting us to an event. You know, so then after that, years, uh, not years, but months later, um, two of my co-hosts also went to London for another game, Assassin's Creed. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of So they went there to London for a week just to play Assassin's Creed, just to interview with the developers. And they showed them that basically took them on tour, like the whole area in London and stuff. So throughout the years, we've been traveling a lot, you know, and the reason is because us attending events, us building relationship with people. It helped us get our name out there. You know, um, I feel that recording at home is not enough. You have to attend events. You know, if you really, really taking this series, I mean, if you're doing this for fun, you don't want to travel, that's fine. You know, but if you want to take it to the next level, I think that traveling to whatever it is, if you're into comics, go to a convention or, or, or a meetup, something that has to do with comics. Like for us, video games, we go to every show, almost all of them, that deals with, with video games. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be the like go-to resource for anything in the video game industry and you want to be known and you, like you said you there's stuff that you guys broke on your show first time mm-hmm. you gotta you have to be literally with where the action's at and and the video game industry man that changes so fast like n- new innovations new technologies mm-hmm. new games mm-hmm. and new companies coming on board like you literally have to have your finger on the pulse of what's happening all the time and, and here's the thing too you know yeah i, I love itunes you know I, I it's a great platform we've been there for years you know but I don't depend on that. I, I'm depending on our content and our community. Is the community liking our content? Are they spreading the word? You know, uh, I feel that podcasters are so stuck on the whole, oh, my podcast is a new no worthy. It's cool if you're there. Props to you. But after that, what are you going to do? Try to get there again? You know, and the thing is that they don't know is that Apple pick those shows and they manually put it up there it's not based on hits or anything like that they feel like hey this person created a podcast let's put it there like let's get them excited about the platform you know but with us i've been interviewing so many people and before itunes even added podcasts to the platform we've been everywhere 
like major websites, even CNN and like Forbes and all these places, you know, and we were never featured from page for 10 plus years. And it was the uh, the 10th year. Finally, iTunes put us up on the front page, you know? So the way how we build our name was attending events, building relationship and just, just, uh, connecting with our community. They're the ones they're basically our street team. Yeah. You know, um, they're the ones spreading the word to their friends and family. And my job is I want this, uh, I want our podcast to be entertaining. If we're messed up, let us know. We'll fix it. You know, we'll, we'll get better throughout, you know, through time and stuff. But, um, that's how I've been doing, you know, just spreading the word of our, about our content like that, you know? So, yeah, it's funny. Cause you made, you were, I was listening to a couple of episodes when you were, and, um, you were talking with with the team about oh we've been nominated oh I'm going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame and then mm-hmm. they, and then they played your um, your acceptance speech and I mm-hmm. thought it was interesting because some some things that I took away were how much you look back and you felt was important to call out like everyone that helped you get to where you are and and I think you if I remember correctly you you called out like one of the first people who ever made a comment or, or supported the show way back oh, in the beginning. Oh, in the beginning was, uh, before I, I thank my, my family, my girlfriend, the business is day one, you know, I thank our listeners. And I was the only person, the only podcaster that got nominated, uh, and also inducted to the hall of fame. I was the only podcaster that invited listeners locally from that live in the Texas Dallas area, uh, Fort Worth. I told them, hey, there was a, there was, I think we were gonna have like ten or twelve that were gonna attend the event, but due due to uh, like jobs and stuff like that, I couldn't attend. So a couple attended, and I took them to the red carpet. Hmm. I took pictures with them. I wanted them. I wanted them to learn about podcasts. So I, I went. I took them to uh, to different companies. I got. I wanted them to learn about Lipson and Blueberry and different mics and audio equipment because maybe th- maybe this will help them to to start their own podcast. You know, and um, I did that. I sat on the front row with them, and they were the first people that I think. You know, and honestly, if it's not for your listeners, how are you going to get your downloads? You know, so I did that just to to give thanks and give back, you know, I think to me, that's so, so important. So we can't forget about that. We can't just depend so much on, on just spamming online and, and depending so much on, uh, iTunes and all this stuff, you know, and, and, and also I feel like people depending too much on, on interviewing other successful podcasters way too much. It's cool, but I would like to learn more about you too. You know, uh, I want to learn about about you. So with us and our show, people know us because they've been listening to us for a very long time. So, yeah, I have interviews, big interviews on our on our podcast, but I want people to know about me, you know, so. No, that's it's so important, man. And I think um, I love the perspective that you bring because you've got so many years of doing this and you've demonstrated that the way that it's worked for you is to care about the listener from day one mm-hmm. and to always include them in the back of your mind. You know, Dave Jackson school of podcasting is like, he, I think he said he even has a picture of like his avatar on the wall and it's like, who's my listener? I'm talking to them and I'm, they're always like the, the, the other person in the room and I'm keeping them, you know, I, I want 
to produce content that uh, includes them or that um, you know that that they would like, and then also to to be yourself because I think now everyone's trying to portray this perfect image of a podcaster and and all mm-hmm. you know buttoned up and stuff and and when you listen to that man it just doesn't seem authentic it, it sounds fake to me yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm gonna be real right now it just sounds yeah, it man, sounds totally. so fake man you know so, like with us when you listen to the show that's us we don't fake the funk we're, we're not faking at all if we make mistakes we make mistakes we just leave it there you know or i'll, I'll edit it out but at least at least I'm showing people like this is us. Like I don't, I don't change at all. Because when they see me in person, like, hey, you're not like that at all. When I listen to your show, you know. So when I travel, I try my best to meet up other listeners in different cities. So I went to New York for vacation. I just wanted to hang out with my mom and my family, and I decided, like, you know what? I'm gonna pick one day to meet up with some of the listeners in New York City. So I I I talked about it on our podcast. I didn't want to invite a lot of people, you know. So I, I was like, all right, let me get like a small group, mm-hmm. get together in downtown, like on 31st Street. We went to a bar, we watching like some sports game. I think it was football. I can't remember exactly what it was. But we were just talking and um there's people that that they don't post on Twitter. They they never been on Instagram. They are not like on social media at all. But they emailed me because they listened. They heard me saying, um, "Man, uh, a gamer tag we're gonna have a meetup in New York City." So I was like, "All right, come, come to this location, you know." And I got them food, drinks. We were just having a great time, and I was just asking them questions like, "Tell us how how we could do better. What is it that you like about our show? What is it that you don't like?" And they were just being real. And I was like, all right, thanks, thanks. You know, and after that, man, they were just like, please, let's take pictures. I'm like, all right, we took pictures. And they're never going to forget that. No. At all. They're going to be like saying, man, this guy is so cool. Man, this is like a great experience. I'm going to tell the people about your show. Like that's going to motivate them even more to to spur the word about about the podcast, you know, so um still to this day they hit me up saying hi and i talk like i try my best to talk to every single person that contacts us like via email voicemail social media sometimes we're not 100 percent on point with that but i think that's that's so so important to me that's interesting because um you know you know part of it is like you know uh you know you're latino and and I, i'm latino and so that that culture is kind of like we like engaging with people i think we're, we're more social type people so i don't know if you attribute it to part of that being why you're like that or is this some other aspect of like maybe, that's part of it yeah that's, that's part how, of it or is it I, how I you feel, were raised yeah it's um like my parents like two things about my parents like they are worker and a lot of latino parents are like that too um i worked my butt off when it comes to the podcast and stuff but at the same time like my mom raised me like this um, my first time, I remember walking with my girlfriend the street. We were dating, like just on a date, and I didn't want her to. When we were walking the sidewalk, I didn't want her to be close to the street, so I put her like on, a, on the side, and I was closer to the street, you know. And the reason why I was doing that, she was. She found out that we were like, "Wow, I'm not used to that." Usually, the the people that she dated in the past, they don't do that, you know. So the reason why I do that is because back then, you know. Um, 
like the our parents when they used to live in like in El Campo, you know, in the, in the mountains and stuff, right? Uh, guys used to do that. They will put the 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 females on the side from the street because when there was like a puddle, they didn't want like somebody either in the car or from a horse or whatever for them to just spill them with water and everything, you know. So I was like, man, I'm gonna. I'm going to start doing that because that, to me, that's like being very, uh, you know, so little things like that, just the way how they raise me. Like, I don't, I don't go to my aunt's house and open the fridge. Like, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not like that. You know, I'm very, my mom and my dad, they raised me right. You know, so the things that I learned from them on the way I am with people socially, the way how I, I am, like, work-wise with my with my show and everything all all that was because of my parents you know so um yeah i, I think it's it's important man and, and and you're right i think it's part of our culture like and from the latino side we've been raised when it comes to that stuff you know so yeah it's, fu- it's funny i i you know when i was dating as well i remember doing the same exact thing and i and i heard the same exact story about yeah, you know but it was like yeah it's back in the day you know like you know <laughs> just whatever olden times you know the cars the streets would be all messed up there'd be puddles and stuff so you know they I don't. I don't think I ever th- actually threw down my jacket over a puddle like that. Oh, no, not like that. No, I will not do that. <laughs> I, see, I, I see that on TV. On TV shows, I'm like, did people like really do that? Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. So, little, little things like that. And he's a crazy thing, man. Like when I was in kindergarten, I used to be the shyest person, man. So this is the reason why I changed. You know, like yeah, last year. I was talking to, speaking to a thousand plus people at podcast movement. But let me tell you, when I was in kindergarten, I had a, I had a presentation, um, not a presentation, but like it was a show. The parents were there. Every kid was a letter. So my letter was H, right? I never talked about this. This is like first time. This is the first time. So my letter was H. So they were calling the kid, a person that go, okay, go, go to the mic. And come up with a sentence with that letter, right? So they call my name, and my parents are there. Yo, it was that that theater was packed. They call my they call my name. All right, Danny, the letter H. And I'm like, I'm like, nope, nope. I'm not getting up. I'm not getting up. And my, I was looking at my parents, and they were so disappointed. Oh, so disappointed. Like, why are you doing this? And I was the only kid from that group that said no. I didn't want to get up. I was just too embarrassed, too shy. So once after the event finished and we went home, you know, I got to see my mom and my dad. They were, they were they, of course, they supported me, but they were just disappointed. Like, man, you had an opportunity to go up and say something on the mic and you didn't. Mm. And every other kid did. So I thought about it. I'm like, that's it. I'm never going to be shy again. After that, I was just... Like this, on point, just talking to everybody, doing presentations. Like, I was not shy at all, you know? So, that was, like, to me, that's, like, one of my highlights of, like, in my life. That made me change big time. Big, Man, big. That's such a pivotal moment because um, it's it's the moment, like, when you found your voice. Basically, yes. It's crazy. Basically, yeah, it is. And not only that, it's just... 
like that and seeing my uncle with a video camera for the first time and just me being curious how to edit. It, it was just a combination of everything. And also my grandmother giving me my first uh, video game console, the Atari 2600 back in the 80s. That All that changed my life completely. Changed my life. So I'm going to be speaking at PowerFest in a couple of weeks. I don't know when this is going to go up or not, but yeah. um, I'm going to be speaking. And I know everybody's going to be talking about marketing and all that stuff. It's cool. You know, there's going to be a group of people that they just love that stuff, you know. But for, to me, like, I just want to show people I'm just being real. I'm showing you a video. Like, I have old videos from, like, the 80s and 90s about my life and just pictures and just show them the things that we did. Uh, oh, actually, I did. And then eventually, Gamer Tag Radio, my whole crew and everything throughout the years. I just want to show them, like, look, you know, think different. Just be you instead of this whole too much of this marketing stuff. You know, like, I feel that if Tactics, you if yeah. you just if you just be you, I feel that your podcast will be successful and it will just go around and people are going to love it, you know, because the person listening to you, they feel that, that we're friends. We're like, they're their friends, you know, and, and they're going to be telling other people like, look, man, this is a great podcast, man. I feel like, I feel like they're, they're part of like, they're part of my life. They're my friend. Look at just a group of people just talking about games, you know? So that, that's my goal of like, this is going to be like my first opening keynote. So it took me like a good month to actually like set this up and everything. So I can't wait. Like I can't wait to see like reaction of people. Cause I have some stuff there. Like I'm even taking my, my first um, cassette where I recorded my, my first show ever. Wow. And I'm going to show them like, look, forget about expe- uh, uh, expensive equipment and spending so much of uh, so much stuff on that. Just do it. I when I did my podcast, I did it out of love, and I recorded on a built-in mic on my computer. You know, before that, I was doing everything on tape recording, <laughs> on tape decks. You know, and and eventually, people at that time appreciate that, and they don't care about your your expensive mic and all of that stuff. You know, to them, it's the content, in my opinion. You know. So sorry if I went way too long on <laughs> that part. You know? <laughs> no, man, I love those stories, man. I think they tell yeah. you a little bit about, you know, what it is that drives you, you know, what that, because they, you know, they, they hear your enthusiasm and Danny Pena's like, you know, been, you know, killing it for the past 10 years, but there's this fire right inside of you. And that mm-hmm. fire comes from like this years and years and years of like, just you wanting to be an authentic voice and it's just be consistent and like we just and starting with that tape deck and starting with that cassette is like i'm gonna do this by hook or by crook i don't care how ghetto it sounds i'm gonna macgyver this the shit out of this and just make it happen and, and get on the mic and i got a voice and and i think it, it even goes back to that that kindergarten incident where you know what your your, your parents were probably you know trying to communicate to you like hey you got an opportunity here to like let your voice be heard and if you don't like let people hear your voice you're almost like depriving them of like your message and 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 i felt like you know maybe that's what they were trying to communicate to you and that's what their disappointment was like man you had a chance you know we don't all get like 
we don't all get a spotlight, you know, and, and we never know long, uh, know how long that spotlight's going to last. But when they give it to you, you know, take it, man, take it and run with it. And I, and I got a feeling like that's sort of what they were trying to communicate to you at that point. Yeah, man, that, that, that completely changed my life completely. Just the combination of that and my grandmother supporting me and buying me a little video game console and like just a combination of all that stuff through my life. Like, I feel like this is me. Mm. This is me. Look where I'm at now. This is my show. This is my content, you know, and, and I, I was never thinking of business or dollar numbers or none of that, not even expensive equipment. I was just like, I want to talk to my community. I just want to talk to friends, just release the content and see what happens from there. And it worked out, you know, my first show, when the first episode that came out, um, it was, the show was called PSO radio. It was fantasy star online. It was about a, a game that, at that time, Sega released this console. It was a 56K modem, but it was the console that you will play online for the first time. Mm. Everything through 56K. Everything. So instead of voice chatting, we were just typing. We would connect our keyboard and just chat, right? So I decided, like, all right, I want to create a show about that game and just talk about it. You know, I want to talk about like, our issues. I want Sega to make some changes. There's ways for us to play the Japanese servers. I'm going to talk about that, like how to hack and all that stuff. And I recorded my first episode. Remember, this is like pre, pre-Twitter, pre-Facebook, all that. And I don't know how it happened, but major, major news sites picked it up. Wow. Peace. This is a, a Fanny Star radio show online. It wasn't even called podcast. It was, oh, right, check it out. And it just went around. And I've never hit them up to put to post that, you know. So now throughout these years, every time we record something or record an interview or something like that, it just goes around and it just it, it's shocking. You never know who's listening to you. You yeah. never know who's listening to your show. You know, so don't feel discouraged, like, oh, nobody's listening. Trust me, there's somebody that you probably don't know. They don't use Twitter, they don't use Facebook, and they're gonna be the ones. They're just going to spread the word and they are the ones that are going to make you a star, you know? So, uh, I always, always think about that, man. Like you never know who's listening. The thing is going to, it's just going to go out and eventually other people are going to discover you because of that other person that, that heard your show. You know? So, yeah, just, uh, just, a it's just a function of being like consistently passionate and, when people hear that in your voice, man, you can't fake that, man. They just like they hear it and they're like, "Oh, that's that's him. He's crazy about it." They hear it. I mean, they, I'm sure they can hear it right now as you describe with mm-hmm. such detail about like this console that doesn't even exist. About you know, it, 56k, which you know that's even pre CD. Like you can't even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> like was... it was like it was the it was 14.4, then it was the 33.6, and then I think it was the 56k. Yeah. So yeah. it was just crazy, crazy times back then. And and when you were doing it, you we watch a movie like War Games and be like, oh my guy, like a ni- what's it that nine inch floppy disk or so whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <It was> like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's a crazy, crazy thing, man. You know, because of the love of of, of video games, I went. This is like. Two months after 9-11, I went to, uh, I created a second show, matter of fact, I forgot to mention that. I created a second show called Game Voice. And this show was not about a, just one game. Now it's about 
just video game in general. So at that time, Nintendo and Microsoft they're releasing their new consoles in 2001. So the, I heard that they were going to come to New York City, promote their console. They wanted the fans to ju- jump in, check out like their games and console at different venues. So the first week was Microsoft. So I went there with a video camera, tape recorder, and I went there with my brother. So I went through the event, and I started. Uh, it was a forty-hour competition. I forgot mm-hmm. to mention. So whoever had the most points at the end at the end of the forty-eight hours get a free trip to Cancun, free car, free. Every- they were giving away a bunch of stuff. So I went there, video camera, tape recorder. And I went up to Microsoft, like, hey, is it possible for me to get a, a badge, a media badge, because I want to interview your your staff, everyone, everyone for the show. They're like, sure. They just gave me a badge. I'm like, oh, my God, no, <laughs> no business card, nothing. Just gave it to me. I'm like, all right. So I was walking around the whole time for 48 hours with my video camera and my tape recorder. And I got to meet the creators of Xbox, the, the original members and stuff. And I was there for 48 hours with my, my brother. And then at the same time, I was also playing. Yeah. So at the end of the 48 hours, out of 1,000 plus people, only 15 of us stayed for 48 hours. And it took us to like a little room. And they were like, hey, we're going to give you guys a free console. Nobody, it's not coming out to like three weeks from now. But this is like a thank you from us to you. And I just stayed with my mouth open, like, oh, my God, is this for real? So then a week later, I went to Nintendo. And I, I, I the same exact thing, interviewed Nintendo, the fans of a lineup, all that stuff. They didn't get worried, no consoles. <laughs> so then a couple of days later after that, I get a call from Microsoft. And they were like, Danny, we're going to have a big uh, video game launch about our console at Times Square in New York City. Would you like to come? I'm like, sure, I'll go. Plus, they wanted us to talk about the console to the media, like New York Times, MSNBC, CNN, major media. So I'm like, all right. So this was at um, this place, uh, Toys R Us. I don't know if you've been there in Times Square. Yeah. At that time, it was still under construction, so Microsoft had to get special uh, special uh, permission from the city of New York for them to have this event. So they were having this event with WWE. Uh, the Rock was hosting across the street. They had a, a restaurant. They were there too, and everything. So I went to the to Toys R Us, and one of the creators of Xbox came up to us and he was like, "Hey, you guys are ready for this?" We're like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm ready." All right, you guys are gonna meet Bill Gates. So just <laughs> so please don't give your resume to him. Just go there, and we want we want you to play Xbox with him. We're gonna record this, everything. What? And I was like, "Yo, am I living a dream? <laughs> like, this is for real? And this is like what?" Wow. So, yo, so I went, dude, I went there and I started playing with him. Like, there's pictures online. You will find me. Like, if you want, I'll send it to you. Yeah. There's pictures. Um, And even vi- I found a video by mistake. I found it of us actually playing with Bill Gates from 2001. Oh, so yeah. That, De- definitely send that. I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, dude, like, I um, I went there and, and, and yeah, I, I had a tape recorder with me in my pocket. And I'm like, man, let me, because uh, the media was interviewing Bill Gates. I'm like, let me try to take advantage and ask Bill Gates some questions. So I took my tape recorder and I started recording and I asked him questions too. He's like, yeah, he was answering. So his PR looked at me like, yo, this kid is for real. (laughs) 
She came, took my recorder, grabbed my cassette, and gave my recorder back and, and kept the cassette. And I was like, oh, my God. I recorded so many interviews with that, and I basically lost everything. Like, yeah. everything gone. Yeah. Um, But that picture, every time I tell people that story – they bugged out like you you were actually hanging out with with a freaking billionaire and i'm like yeah look it was just me attending events and i didn't know what was gonna happen it just happened you know so my advice for those that are listening to 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 this podcast like i feel that if there's an opportunity for you to go to like an event do it go for it you never know what could happen opportunities uh, might pop up People are going to meet you. They're going to learn about your podcast. They're going to learn about you. So when you go attend other events, oh, it's so-and-so. I remember this person, you know. And the reason how we met, kind of, not actually we, we haven't met like an event, but you heard about me and I heard about you was because of podcast movement. Yeah. or, or other, I, I know you said you heard about me before that too, but like little things like that, I, yeah. I feel that it's so important, man. Just get out of your house. Get out and just attend events look for your community you do that and your podcast is gonna go around oh man that's such awesome advice and uh i I definitely think people don't do it enough i think they just they're so comfortable like in their room recording their episodes and you know like you said maybe they're just doing it as a hobby but if you want longevity and you want to interact with your you know your tribe you know we do it at podcast movement with all the podcasters we geek out on everything like downloads and microphones and you know all this other stuff but i think the best part for me is the hallways you know the conversations and being just you know we sometimes it's like family at this point right you just you know you see people you haven't seen for a year and then just like the three days go by so fast and you know just find other opportunities there's meetups local meetups as well i'm I'm part of a couple of local meetups here in la for podcasting so so that's awesome yeah, just get involved with those people because I think that's really where the true, you know, and without an intention of tr- like trying to get something from the other person, like just go to like connect, like connect like a human being mm-hmm. to go have a beer with somebody or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just that's it with no anticipation of like something else needs to come out of it. Because I think too many people are in like, yo, what, yeah. I, you know, I need to pick your brain and I need to like get some, you know, help you. Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And you can smell those people from like a mile away. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, look, I... I <laughs> During podcast movie, I met a lot of people. Like Elsie, I known her for years. We were talking for it so long. You know, I, I I was always going to like video game events. She was going to podcast events, and I went to podcast movement. And I went to her session. Like I went to her C podcast uh, session that she had. It yeah. was only for for you know females and stuff. But I went up. I went inside there because I wanted to give her a hug. I'm like, I known her for years. And she was in shock, like, oh, my God, Danny. Like, we hugged each other, like, things like that. Or, like, um, the day before the awards, I I got together with, with Rob Greenlee. Like, I've known him for years, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Jackson. Like, I I heard about him, but I never met him. But I, I listened. I, I downloaded, like, his podcast and stuff. And I, I love I love his podcast, uh, school podcast. Yeah. Um, and it was us and other people, too, that were there. There were so many. So we went to the bar and Dave Jackson and I, dude, we had the, man, I wish we had a recorder, man. Like <laughs> it was like the deepest conversation, man. Like I, I heard him talking about that at like on other uh, shows, 
He's like, dude, man, me and Danny, we had this great conversation. Man, I hope we, man, I wish we had a like, recorder. Dude, it was so deep, man. Like, we talked about everything. And I told him a little bit about myself and my story. And and I think that by me doing that, telling people, other people my story, I think that's the reason why I got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Because, you know, um, I went to this uh, South Florida meetup group here Uh all podcasters and stuff. So I went there and I was quiet, sat down, didn't say a word. I'm like, Hey, how you doing? Like, you know, so, so Jared easily, one of the co-founders of the podcast movie, he's like, Hey, all right, everybody introduce yourself. And how many years you've been podcasting? Right. So everybody's like, Oh, I just started. Some of them were like, Oh, I'm planning to launch later this year. Some people were like, Oh, two, three years or four, you know, yo, when it came up to me and I was like, oh, I've been doing this, it's going to be nine years. This is like years ago, a couple years ago. Yeah. I was like, oh, I've been podcasting for nine years. Everybody in that room looked at me <laughs> and he goes, why are you even here? And I was like, no, because I, I want to meet other podcasters. Like, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I'm involved with the community. Why not? And everybody thanked me. Thank you. Thank you for coming. So, and at the end, it was like, any questions to, to Danny? He's been doing this for nine years. Danny, please give some advice. Like, what is that recorder you have? Like, what is that? <laughs> like, little things like that. I was like, oh, my God. But then one day he was like, hey, Danny, I would love to hear your story. Can you give us a presentation about you? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. And I've never had, I've never done a presentation about podcasts. Like, I've done stuff, like, for other things, right? Yeah. So I went there a little bit nervous. I'm like, because I, I wasn't comfortable with it. I'm like, oh, let me just do it. And I did a presentation and everybody stayed with their mouth open. We're like, dude, are you serious? I go, yeah. I showed them the people that I interviewed, where we were featured. I was like, look, we've never been on, on like the front page of iTunes. Like I mentioned all that stuff. And they were like, oh my God, really? And I think somebody recorded that. And I think Jared shared that. I This is me, I think. I think he shared it with... Um, with uh, his his crew, podcast movement, everything, yeah, yeah. and they did more uh, uh, research about me, and they were like, "Man, this guy deserved an award, man." You know, like us, we've been nominated every single year for the podcast awards since two thousand and six, and we've never gotten an award ever. So that award to me was special because at least somebody finally like, "Man, these guys have been doing it for so long." Let's give him props. And to me, that was not only for me, but it's also for my crew, everybody that were part of us since day one, and and um, and also our listeners, my community. You know, so um, yeah, I think it's important to just tell people about you, man. Like I, I did that, and eventually just went around and and, and finding other people. Like man, this guy's been doing it for a long time, you know. And there's other there's other podcasters that feel that. They're not getting their props, you know. Like I feel like Rob Greenlee to me mm-hmm. is like he was like in the same position as me, man, doing internet radio before podcasts. You know, and I feel like man, I wish he could get an award too, like that. Uh, Dave Jackson, uh, Rob uh, Rob Walsh at, at Lipson. Yeah, um, there's a bunch of other people I can name on top of the head, but like little things like that. Like I know, I know my 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 history about podcasts and i feel that other people should do the same thing and just learn learn from us learn from our mistakes learn from the things that that we did and maybe you could make it even better and i want everybody to succeed man because um at every presentation i've done i always mention this like i want podcasters to be better than me because i want this space to grow and when the doors open for one person uh, like 
other people are going to get that same opportunity too. You know, that's so, so important what you say. Like, I want other podcasters to be better than me. Is what you're doing there is you're demonstrating that uh, there's this pie is like big enough for everyone. Like, there's, yeah, of there's, course, you don't have to like put other people down to raise yourself up. And there's so much here that's available that. Like you're not going to give anything away of like your secret sauce or who you are. Like you're, it's not going to hurt your show at all if you educate like the new generation. And I think having that mindset is, you know, it's what sets you apart from like all the other folks who come and they think they can podcast and they realize it's not for them and or, or they just try to be someone else on the mic. And I think that's why that's part of I imagine why you've had success is because you're never afraid to share what you've learned and then mm -hmm. to see people that, you know, sometimes you see people that succeed and they get even bigger than you. And you're just like, yeah, you bravo, man. You like applaud them and just like, go for it, man. Look, man, like us, we're good. I'm happy where we at. You know, um, I'm not changing. I'm still the same. And I always try to my best to give back when I can, you know, and I feel that one, there's some, some podcasters that get a little gassed up and their change, their personality change. That's not right, man. That's not right. You know, uh, and eventually listeners are going to notice. Yeah. Listeners are way too smart nowadays, <laughs> you know, nowadays. So, um, yeah, man, just get back, man. Like, you know, last year was like the greatest year ever for us. It was 10 years. Um, first time iTunes put us on the front page twice last year. Um, uh, CBS contacted us. And we signed a deal with them a week before our 10th anniversary. And we made that announcement a week, a week before our 10th anniversary. And everybody was like, what? And we were being patient. You know, other podcasts would do the same thing, man. Stop with the whole, like, I need to see numbers now. Like, <laughs> I've been podcasting for a week. Give it time, man. Give it time. Be patient, man. Be really, really patient. Things are going to eventually, opportunities are going to come. But it all depends on you. All yeah. depends on you. Yeah, a lot of a lot of podcasters podcasters don't want to hear that. Oh no, <laughs> no, they want they want they want to see results like now. And I tell people, look, man, ten plus years, man. Look at this. Look at look, look at all the stuff that's been going on. You know, like us, we signed a deal with CBS, and they love us. They CBS, the whole play team, they love us. We're in the top of their network. You know, we're right there, up there with, with Taz and, and Ric Flair and 60 Minutes and all these other podcast shows that are there. You know, they're, they're, everybody been cool with us too, man. You know, so, um, and that is because us just going out and just work and not giving up and being patient, you know. And at the same time, we're having fun with this. The day mm -hmm. that I'm not having fun, that's the day I'm just going to drop the mic and just walk away. Uh -huh. Talk a little bit about how you put the crew together because you started this on your own, um, mm -hmm. and then uh, you know the the chemistry is is pretty tight. You know from from the episodes that I've listened to for for the for the guys that you got. But talk, tell me the story of of how that came together. Mm -hmm. Well, throughout the years, we've been having a lot of different holes and different uh, staff members that joined the team. Um, and here's the crazy thing: I I met all of them through Xbox Live, which is an online service where people could go and play games online with other people and stuff. So I met a lot of them through playing games uh, online and stuff. And then eventually I just got this vibe. Like I'm very picky on who to get to join the team. Mm -hmm. 
And um, some of them met, I met because of, they went to our, our website. We had like a form on website and they were like, uh, very, they were really um, active within the, the community and stuff. And, um, and yeah, just eventually got people like that. See, like me, I'm a horrible webmaster, horrible. Like I'm, I can't, I can't web design at all, but because of me uh, talking to people, I met this girl. Her name is, uh, Anna. We, her nickname is Miss Irie. So it was her, me and my brother that we started this whole thing. So with her, she designed a website. It was like looking professional and everything. And, uh, she was every week she was on our show every week with us. And then eventually I got to meet other people. And then, um, Patrick, which he's still on with us still to this day. I met him because I, I had a giveaway and I, I was giving away a, a basketball game and he, he, he won. So I gave it to him. He was like, Hey Danny, I would love to submit a review so you could post on your website. I'm like, yeah, sure. And I love this so much. I'm like, man, I would love to have him on the podcast. You know, he's very active within the, within the community. Uh, so he joined eventually. And then also this other girl, her name is uh, Mandy. She, we met her at events because uh, we've done, uh, I got to talk about that later, but we've done um, video game parties um, like to celebrate our, our, our anniversary. And she was there because she was competing in one of the tournaments. And I loved her so much. I'm like, man, she's super cool. She's a true gamer. Like she's, she could play pretty good. And uh, eventually got her in. Paris, which he's with us now, he got to see a video not, that came out 10 years ago that I went to Microsoft headquarters because they invited us for a game and stuff to play a game and then do some interviews. And it was me and one of my boys that had a podcast at that time. So we were talking about like, oh, that we, we're out there, like we're independent. You know, it's us versus the corporate podcast, like things like that, right? And he was like, man, I would love to do this. And I would like to attend events too. And then he contacted me and then we became good friends. And then he had his own podcast for years. And then he stopped because he wasn't having fun. And then one day he got the same game as us, the same game that we bought at the same time. And I was like, hey, I would like to invite you so we could talk about the game that came out. It was called Bioshock 2. He was like, all right. So we talked about it. And it, that episode was so good that everybody was like, man, you should bring him back. You should let him join the podcast. I'm like, mm, we'll see. <laughs> so I started talking to to Pete, which is my business partner. And eventually we got him in. He was like, sure, I'll join. So we like did a crazy post on our website. Like, oh, Paris is back. He's back podcasting. Everybody in the gaming community like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. So he's been with us since then. And then Pete. His wife used to work with me at Discovery Channel. And uh, one day I had a, well, I, can't, I can't remember the company that sent me Guitar Hero 2 that just came out, brand new. Yeah. And um, and I had it before it was in stores. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have a, a Guitar Hero 2 party. Come to my house. We're going to go in the backyard. Speakers, big screen. Let's play the game. So he came. He was like, oh, my God, could I interview him? Um, to get feedback about the game. And he loved it so much that he was bugging me for weeks. Can I join your team? Can I join your team? So then EA hit me up and they were like, Danny, we're going to have a showcase. We'd like to invite you. I couldn't go due to work and everything. So I was like, all right, I'm going to test this guy out. Oh wow, Pete, come over here, Pete. So I called him. I go, look, 
we'd like to go to San Francisco. He goes, for what? I go, do I have to pay? I go, no, 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 no. They'll pay for everything. Flight, hotel, uh, uh, taxi, everything. You just got to go over there and record an interview. He's like, okay. <laughs> so he got there, nervous as hell. First major media event. He's not part of the crew yet. I was just testing him. And he did a great, great job. And I was like, man, welcome to the team. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. You know, oh. so, so that's how I got like the people that we have now. I mean, there's so many that joined back then. But those are the four that, that eventually joined with me. And I forgot to mention that, you know, I launched this podcast with my brother. So the first episode that we ever recorded, I waited for him. He came home from work, 2 o'clock in the morning. I had my my Mac. I was like, let's let's do this show. He's like, all right. So I went outside with him, and I went inside of my father's car. The reason why I didn't want to wake him up, it was mm-hmm. 2 o'clock in the morning, right? And it was soup. I remember that night. It was really, really cold, man. And, and I had like a list, like stuff we were going to talk about, different topics. And we recorded our first episode like that. And then I was like, all right, man. It's time for us, our staff pick. So let's go outside. So I had my laptop and I used, uh, my God, what's the name of that software? It's like, uh, I think it's Photo Booth. That's the one it's called I for the so. Mac. Yeah. It's like one of those, like you use your camera. I took a picture. My first staff staff pick was with that. And the street, like sitting out on the street like that. <laughs> Two o'clock, like three o'clock in the morning after that, man. And and that's how we, we <laughs> built <Wow>. our <laughs> Just strictly like that, man. Do you take time, I mean, we're talking about it now, but do you stop and like smell the roses sometimes and just think about like what, you know, just what you described is like crazy nostalgia, crazy good memories. Everything was just organic, man. It's just organically just went around and just, it just went around, man. It was something, it was nothing like I had this plan. I'm going to do this marketing thing. Like, okay, we're going to post this. Nah, nothing like that. It was just, it just went around, man. And I feel that. That's why how we became successful, because we were just doing things without knowing what was going to happen, you know, and then eventually people just spread the word. They liked it so much. And it was something totally new at that time. It just went around, around like we were even featuring on uh, MTV True Life. We were interviewing a, a pro gamer that MTV was filming him and we didn't know. So we were there talking about him. Hey, so how you doing? Hey, by the way, Danny, before we record, is it okay to MTV film this? I go, sure. I don't. Hey, what power to you, man? I don't care. So then they recorded it. And the clip, dude, the clip got me so mad because they they put um, and a local radio station was Uh. instead of a podcast. I was like, oh, my God, we're not a radio station. Oh, my God, why are you doing this to me? But, yeah, at least. Our listeners and my friends, they were like, oh, my God, that's Danny and his brother on, on True Life. That's so crazy. So When you were talking about how you put the, the crew together, um, you know, and then things keep happening with the show. And like you had Aisha Tyler on. And I think, was it uh, Paris that interviewed her? Yeah, it was me and Paris. Yeah. yeah Paris, and- Paris like, yo, man, <laughs> I'm nervous. But he's like, oh, my God, I have the biggest crush on her. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but like, I know Aisha. You know, I'm like, all right. You know, but he was like, yo, total fanboy. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. That was, that was a special moment. <laughs> it was cool because uh, it's kind of like, you know, they, they have that opportunity to think about, man, if if 
Danny hadn't given us the chance. He's like, I'm, now I'm here. I'm like, I'm interviewing Nisha Tyler. And, you know, who knows where you're going to go from here? I mean, you've already crazy name dropping, like, or, or just in the, the 10 years you have. But, I mean, it's it's so cool because you gave people a chance. And it kind of like, it's like advice for people who are looking at co-hosts too. Like, how do mm-hmm. you decide who's going to be part of um, your show without losing whatever it is that got you to that point to begin with? Mm-hmm. See, with us, like we get a lot of invites to travel all around the country, sometimes international trips to get to see games early, you know, and companies, they want me to go. They're like, Danny, come right away. But I want my crew to shine, too. Mm. You know, they are very talented, too. Why not? You know, so Paris and Pete, they went to London. I wanted to go to London, but I give them the opportunity, you know. P went to Canada twice for like a game. Uh, Patrick, he's been traveling everywhere. And he's the crazy thing. When he started, he was underage, right? So his first event, oh my God, I'll never forget this, man. His first event, he went to the event. They paid for everything, flight, hotel, everything, food. So he gets there, goes to the venue. And this was in LA. So he's there, lined up with all the journalists. And this kid is like... 19 years old, all right? So he had his record and everything. The 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 people that were in charge of the club, nah, man, let me see your ID first. And show him my ID. Sorry, I can't let you in. Nah, but they invited me. I came from all the way from Georgia to go to this event for me to, to cover this this game and stuff for the podcast. Like, nah, we can't let you in. It, it will be, the club will get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So he waited outside for hours in the cold, man. Hours. And eventually one of the developers came out and he did the interview without even seeing the game. Like he had no clue what was the game, nothing. Like, so he did everything like that. Just, oh my God. He called me like, Danny, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, dude, don't worry about it. Like he, he was frustrated. Like, dude, I, there's nothing I could do. I was, I'm in Miami, you're in LA. Like, mm-hmm. but um, he he did his thing. He recorded an interview and he it came up pretty good, you know. But I, he couldn't go inside, man. So every time I see him at that time, uh, I was like, "Oh, you were drinking milk at that time. You couldn't drink no beer or anything." <laughs> I mean, now he's like twenty something now, but that was like hilarious, man. But we learn from that stuff, you know. Look, hey, I, I blame the PR. They never, I mean, uh, they never mentioned that to us. Like, yeah. oh, he's gonna be at a club. Is he underage? Nothing like that. You know, so it, it, we learned. I, I'm reminded of something you said in uh, one of the shows I was checking out. Um, like how 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 like how important this is to you. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, the, sh- the the show, the quality of the show, and giving opportunities to people. I think you said something like you don't like hanging with negative people, and I think mm-hmm. that's part of like you know what you're talking about here about having people around you that are just have that same attitude. Mm-hmm. Can do attitude that you have, and just that same passion that you have. Yeah, I, you know what? I believe in karma. Um, I I feel that you hang out with the wrong people, negative engines is just going to be surrounding you, man. You know, so I, my crew and my friends and certain people that I'm cool with, they're very, very positive. I I like to hang out with them. You know, I feel that if I'm surrounded with negative people, I feel that opportunities are going to go down. The podcast is just going to sound like crap. And just my vibe 
it's just going to sound like crap, too, because I don't want our listeners to listen to the show because, look, they're stressed out with their own personal problems. They're going to go to work. They got to go to school or something. And every time they listen to the show now, it gets them excited, like, oh, man, like and it gets them um, in a good mood, you know, and um, there's kids that contacted me, even parents thanking me like. I'm happy that you guys don't curse or mm-hmm. or my kid is working on a project. Is it okay for uh, for for my kid to mention you at a at a presentation in school or in college? I'm like, yeah, go for it, man. Like, and there was even a uh, social worker that hit us up uh, sometime last year. That was this kid that she, you know she was having a lot of problems and stuff, and um, she um, I probably get a little emotional right here. So um. She was having issues like with her family and stuff, and um, and she he told her about about our podcast, and um, she got so motivated like to like study um, video game design and stuff like that, and um, she was like, "Man, I've never heard of a of a, po- a video game podcast." Like, it, it, she got like in a really good mood, man, and it helped her for, for a while. And then um, a couple months ago. He hit us up that she passed away. And when he sent me that email, I, I remember I was like there with my um, with my girlfriend watching TV. And I'm when I hear my phone, I'm like, oh, let me pick it up, see what it is, you know. Um, and I read the email. Dude, I started crying. She's like, hey, what happened? Like, And and I told the story what happened that, um, you know, one of the listeners that that got motivated to, to go to school for video game design, like just passed away, you know? And it just, dude, it, it hurt me so much, man. You know? And I feel that, that, um, us podcasters, like we could change people's lives, man. You know, we change her life. We change a lot of people's lives, you know? And that to me is so important, man. Like us, us just being us and just, um, just sending that positive energy to other listeners from around the world, man. Like you, you never know. Like I said in the beginning, man, you never know who's listening, man, you know, and, and they appreciate that. I have, uh, cousins. They're like seven, eight years old that when they see me, they're like, Oh my God, Godfrey, like they go crazy. And, and some of them, they want to do the same thing. They want to become a podcaster. They want to get involved with the video game industry or things like that. I'm always giving them advice and giving them games. Um, uh, one of my uh, my godson, um, I gave him my old mixer, my mics, because I want him to do the same thing, you know. Because he, I heard my cousin was telling me that she, that he opened his uh, his own YouTube channel. So I was like, let me let me check out his YouTube channel. So I was listening to it, right? And you could hear that he's using his built-in mic from his computer. So he's telling his sister, "Shh, don't say anything. I'm doing. I'm recording here." So you hear my cousin like washing the dishes and stuff like you can hear in the background, right? And he's like, Mom, shh, shh. <laughs> right? So it reminded me of me when I was young. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this mixer to him, man. And just let him do his thing and record and whatever, you know? And he saw me the other day thanking me, like, Oh, thanks, but I really don't know how to use it. But I'm like, don't worry, one of these days I'm gonna get together and I'm gonna show you how to use that. You know, so I love giving back, man. You know, and it's not even about like, oh, I'm going to get 
back uh, good things back to me and it wasn't even about that just like helping other people man you know so um it's important to me man like when i went on stage during podcast movement and i cried it's because i really got emotional like i went through a lot building our podcast you know um one of the persons that we dedicated uh i dedicated the, the award her name is uh trixie she used to be the community manager at Microsoft. When the first episode came out, she was the first one that contacted us within 24 hours. And she was like, can I interview you guys? So I'm like, yeah, sure. So she interviewed us. And she put us on Xbox.com and all these other Microsoft websites. She even posted us on, like, when as soon you turn on the, the Xbox console, there's like a dashboard comes up. Mm-hmm. You see our name. Check mm-hmm. out Xbox.com. We interview Gamertag Radio. And this is the time that Everybody was like, what is this? They've never done that before. And I still have that pick to this day. And um, so then I found out last year that she had uh, breast cancer. Wow. So I went on stage and I just literally like, cried and, and just dedicated that to her because she helped us a lot. She got, she helped me get like, a lot of interviews within the company, like people in the company stuff. And um, now she's cancer free. Hmm. Like we're good friends still. We we always talk. You know, she doesn't work at Microsoft anymore. But like little things like that, you know, just give back. You know, so man, those are amazing stories. And um, I I think uh, you know I think people just hear the passion in your voice, right? They hear like how how you you when you you know people say oh, I care about my listeners, but you I mean. You're for real, like 100% real. And, oh, yeah. No, definitely. You know? Definitely. They and, can make or break us, basically, man. Yeah. You know? And the fact that you you understand that as you as the years go by, you you know, that role transitions, you know, and you had people that inspired you, but then you realize, well, there's now people looking at me and people looking at me to set an example. And I can now be the person who inspires the next generation of podcasters, like you said, or, you know, whatever it is. And, and, and I can tell, man, I can see how you take, how you take that role so seriously. Like you, you know that the power that you have to change people's lives and you have changed people's lives and, and there's going to be other people's lives that you're going to change as well. And, and you're, I mean, it's so that role as like hall of fame is so well-deserved just because you're such an ambassador for podcasting. And, uh, you know, I don't, I just don't see any of that changing in you and just, that's what you're going to keep doing as long as you're, you know, as long as you have a podcast. And I think as long as you live, I think that's just going to be who you are. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, um, I know just, I'm happy, man. I'm happy where I'm at. You know, I know there's going to be bigger things coming up and, um, I mean, that's a lot, dude, there's a lot of stories I really never talked about, um, like our community parties, um, just interviews. Um, I'll give you one example. Two years ago, I went to an event that EA inviting us and it was a bunch of YouTubers. Everybody was YouTube and we were the only podcast in that event. So then I looked at Paris and I was like, Paris, man, we're like dinosaurs, dude. Like, look at this <laughs> video or like audio, man. I don't know. So we went there, we went inside, and the majority of YouTubers, they just want to get gameplay. They don't care about interviews, you know. Some do, mm-hmm. and they did interviews or whatever with the developers, and then it was our turn to do an interview. 
and we sat down with three developers and we were asking like the best questions. And, and honestly, we had nothing written down. It was just the vibe, like how we're, how it is now with us. And at the end of the night, they went to the PR and we're like, who are these guys? They, they were like the best, into, the best part of the whole event. It was just sitting down with them and just talking about our game to them. Cause we, as a, as a, as a fan of gaming, I want to know like how was in the, like their personal lives, work mm-hmm. on these games. What was the things that inspired them to work on this? Like, I want to get person. I want to know more about you. Yeah. Why I should support your game, you know? And dude, to this day, I go to like other parties and other events and I see them. We're going to talk. We work on something. We got to talk. We got so little things like that. Look, we had no video camera. It was just us with our recorder and our mic. And just the power of our voices completely changed it, like changed the way when it comes to like doing interviews. You know, every person that we interview, they feel so comfortable and they will talk to us and will say things a lot more than just a regular interview. You know, when a journalist sit down, they're just they're thinking about clickbait, clickbaits, you know, yeah. clickbait articles. Us, we're thinking of. How, how are you going to make me buy your game? Yeah, tell a story. Tell a story. Tell us about you. Like, you know, we, us doing those interviews, it helped us be like in so many different websites. Forbes, yeah, but- like, and all this stuff and CNN. And it was just us being ourselves, you know? Because you cared. Because so, I cared. Yeah, we cared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we could probably talk for another couple hours. <laughs> I, know, I know, it's deep, it's deep. I'm telling you, it was the same exact vibe with Dave Jackson. Dave was like, Danny, man, damn, I wish I had a recorder, man. We were there for hours, just deep conversation. You know? Well, the good thing is this time we do. So. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> what, um, I know you said, I remember you made a comment that uh, your, your father said to you mm-hmm. after he heard that you had won. I wonder if you could kind of briefly talk about that oh, and, yeah, why, yeah. and why that was important. Uh, so the Miami Herald, um, well, actually, let me go a little bit back. Throughout the years, I was doing a podcast, and he was like, Wait, what is it you're doing? You're wasting all this money. Why are you traveling? Why are you taking vacation for work? And he supported me. He was just confused about the whole thing. Like, what is it that you do? You know? <laughs> so then the Miami Herald interviewed me because of the whole podcasting thing, the podcast, the Hall of Fame. Us, um, it was our 10th year and they put us on the front page of the newspaper. So he goes to the store cause I told him, wow, go to the store, buy a newspaper. You have to read this. It's good. So it was two versions. It was like the English version, and the Spanish version. So he got the English version. So he bought it. He started reading it. He sees him on the cover. He calls me crying. He's like, Danny, Danny, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you, right? And I'm like, oh my God. And then he started reading the the Spanish one and he understands a little bit more. He's like, okay, okay. He's still not a hundred percent. I just tell him the easiest way, Pop. It's like a it's like a radio show. People go online and they find us. It's like you when you listen to Tune In Radio, 
-hmm. It's like that. People find us and they listen to us every week. It's like, oh, okay. So what is it? You put music? I go, no, 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 no. We used to back in the days, but we're just talking about different games. And if we like it or not, when we travel, we interview, he's like, oh, okay, okay. But it, when I mentioned that, that was another moment at the Hall of Fame that I was like, I was about to cry. I was like, Ugh. you know, like almost there, you know, but, but, um, uh, you, I highly recommend for you guys to listen to, um, podcast movement sessions. They, uh, interviewed me back in November, December. I took them to, I took Jared to CBS radio studios. We recorded there. Nice. And I, dude, it was the greatest conversation. Like, to me, like I listened to all of the episodes, right? And not only me, but other people were like, dude, that was the best episode, like from that whole um podcast movement sessions. Cause the stories I was telling Jerry is like, yo, I've never like these people never heard about this. You know, the same thing what I'm doing with you, you know? So I highly recommend to listen to it because it's like something really, really dope and cool. So check it out. Well, man. Yeah, I, I the- you got probably another 20 more stories in your back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I have way too many stories. But, uh, we'll be here for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But I, I, I just love the fact that um, when you tell those stories, you are just painting the picture for the listener. You know, by virtue of you telling the story, the, the listener gets to know who you are because they can hear the passion in your voice. They can hear the way that those stories still resonate with you. You know, they can tell that they had an impact on you. And so by, you know, because you're a great storyteller, now people are painting a picture who didn't know who you are. You know, after this hour and a half, they're just like, ah, I got a feeling for he is. And I understand why he's successful. I understand why he's going to keep doing this until the day he dies, you know, and why he has such a a rabid fan base and and, and why he's able, you know, he's keynoting at a conference next week because they, people want to hear more of that. You know, people want realness and people want real talk and people want, you know, just genuineness. And I think that's kind of like the new, I don't know. I, I feel like that's the new thing that's that's coming out. It's that's not it's not new. It's it's old. It's just oldest, you know, conversation and storytelling and and being real is goes back as far as we can remember, right? But you know, I, I think that's what makes the podcasts and the really really uh, the ones that are going to succeed are the ones that can do that in a way that people connect with. It's, it's all about connecting. We're all like like human beings walking this earth, dying to make connections with other human beings, mm-hmm. right? So like. When we can do that, and we are not. We have an opportunity to do that. You know, we we find our own individual tribes, and and it just puts a smile on our face. And I think, you know, I mean, you put a smile on my face tonight, man. And I think you know. <laughs> many times. He's <laughs> like, "Oh my god, are you serious? What?" Yeah, but, man, it's crazy. And, and you know what? It's the vibe too, man. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I was extremely tired because it was just been a very long day. But look, me sitting down with you, I, I'm awake. I'm, I'm even tired anymore. You know, so. Yeah, it's just the vibe, man. Like that that's how it is. Like when we do interviews, it's the same thing, man. Like I, I want the I want the person that we're gonna be interviewing, I want them to be to feel comfortable, you know? And see what happens from there, man, you know. So Yeah, you mentioned like uh like negative energies and stuff. And I'm I'm a huge my you know, listeners have heard this uh, tons of times, but I'm a huge, huge uh believer in like energy exchange. 
And so like, yeah, like I mentioned, it was late here as well. And I was like, oh, you know, just, but like you said, when we start talking, I feel like there's this energy exchange and kind of we like powered each other up a bit. And you know, we're just like, because mm-hmm. we're engaged and like, I'm digging what you're telling me and I'm just like transfixed and we're, you know, we're looking at each other now on Skype. And I think it's just real conversation. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to, you know, getting together in person sometime yeah, yeah, soon as well, man. man. Definitely. Hopefully I can get a shirt too, man. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> at Junkies, what? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, apparently that was all the, the talk about podcast movement. We were just roaming Dude, the Dude, it was shiny, man. It was like, honestly, out of all the shirts that I got to see a podcast movie, that was the one that was like outshining everybody else, man. I was like, man, that yellow, was like a yellow, ar- was it yeah, an yeah. orange? Yeah, yellow it's orange. It's like a yeah. very bright color with dark letters, man. And it was, it, dude, it stood out from far away. I'm like, I, 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 these people, they, people are going around. And I see Rob getting a shirt. So I'm like, man, how I can get a shirt, man? You know? <laughs> I don't know them like this. <laughs> That's, That's funny. Awesome, no, nah, you definitely got one coming, man. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, but I, I hope you're listening to like, this, you know, like our, our conversation. So please let me know. Was this good? Was this bad? Yeah. Like, let me know, man. Cause I, dude, I have hundreds and hundreds of stories, man. Oh, we we should do a part two in the future. Yeah, yeah we'll do a part two in the future. I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I just wanted to give you man, a platform, and I I started this to get to know like the voices behind the microphone a bit more. And the more I do it, the more I go re- reach out and find people that I mean, I'm like, man, I should have been talking to this person a while ago, or why don't I know this person, or why don't haven't I talked to this person? Why hasn't this person been on the show? And you know, you were one of those folks that I'm like, this is going to be a good conversation. And, uh, you know, I just want to <laughs> give you a platform and let people know who you are, who don't know, who nice. are just getting started with podcasting. Cause there's a lot of like interesting cats out there, man. And I think, Oh that, yeah, uh, man, dude, there's a lot that also been doing this for a very long time. They just don't go out there, man, you know? And I, I want to give them props too, you know? So they, they contribute in our community too, and with yeah. the whole podcasting stuff, man, you know? So I, I feel that, it's good to learn about them too, man. It's just hard, man. There's so many podcasts, so many. So I understand that part, man. You know, so. Yeah, it's crazy now. It's crazy. Yeah, man. So, so uh, yeah, thanks so much again for being um, generous with your time, generous with um, your stories, and, and just generally opening up and being like, super super like raw, you know, with with the stuff that's important for you. I, I, I mean, I, I think that's, just something that I respect like a thousand percent, um, and uh, I'm 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 glad we had this conversation, and I'm and I'm glad we got to chat. Yeah, no, thanks for the invite, man. I had a blast. I had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. You know, it's like I feel that uh, telling my stories. I hope this inspires other people too that's listening to start their own, their own thing to their own podcast. And um, like, I can't wait for Podfest, man, because there's there's a lot of people that probably never heard of me, never heard of you. Mm-hmm. They're not going to hear this interview, whatever. So it, I feel that it's good for me to just just continue telling the stories. Like there's, there's some a lot of stories that I mentioned here that I've never talked about in other shows, like ever. I appreciate you that. Know? So this is like an exclusive for Podcast <laughs> Junkies. Oh, no, it's, it's funny because on your show, you're like, yo, is, is this an exclusive? Yo, you got to tell them. You got to tell them that you're exclusively yeah. on Podcast Junkies. We're, yeah, yeah. You know, Danny's going to break down a story that he never told. <laughs> I, I'm learning from you, man. I got to, I got to, I got to. Put that yeah. in, in the show notes, but exclusive. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, but we we, we definitely got to talk some more in the future, man. But thanks yeah. for the invite, though, man. So, where's the the best place for folks to track you down online? Uh, go to uh, gamertagradio.com, uh, play that it, 
forward slash gamertag. We're there too. Or um, we're everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, all that other platforms where you just search us, we're there. Or if you want to follow me, I'm on, on Twitter, Godfrey, G-O-D-F-R-E-E-E. Um, some people might think that I'm an atheist. No, that was <laughs> because my cousin, um, they used to call me Gilbert Godfrey back in the days. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm in a hip hop crew. I'm going to change my name to Godfrey. So I flipped the name instead of Godfrey. I put Godfrey. So that's how I, <laughs> that name came up. Oh, that's hilarious. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to ask you that. That's a great yeah. story. So what? And, uh, yeah, go ahead. So what else? No, no. And also Facebook. We're there. Game Attack. We're everywhere. So just search. Really. So one of the things I usually do in my outros is uh, I let the regular listeners know that I I create uh, I call the retention hashtag. So uh, I, it's my way of seeing who made it this far. And I haven't created like a little hashtag, but I think, you know, since you, you like freestyling, so we're going to figure it out together here. Okay. okay. <laughs> we got to come up with like a unique hashtag. So I was, I thought maybe uh, something I didn't get to ask you, what's, what's the first uh, video game you ever played? First video game I ever played was an Atari 2600 uh, Defenders. Defenders. Okay. Defenders. So I got it. Danny's Defenders. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's my first game ever made, man. Or, or if you want to take it to the another side too, like the show that I started my whole internet radio show back then, PSO Radio was called my um, my, my my internet radio show. You could put that hashtag PSO Radio. Okay. You know, yeah, it's probably, it's like probably not a lot of hashtags with that around now, right? Oh, dude, I, I don't know if there is or not, but <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's do. Uh, or you could put Godfrey PSO Radio, whatever. We'll whatever. do. We'll do hashtag PSO Radio. If you're yeah. this far, then and then tag me, uh, podcast underscore junkies and uh, Godfrey on Twitter, and let us know that you made it this far, and hopefully you checked it out and you haven't fallen asleep by now, hour and a half into this. No, we're gonna make this very interesting, guys. Trust me, part two is gonna be more intense. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> next, next, next level type stuff. Definitely, man. All right, Danny, thanks so much, man. I had a blast. Uh, me too, man. Thanks, man. Okay. What? Okay, okay, folks, we kept talking for like almost an hour afterwards. It was that awesome. And he, he, he's got tons more stories, I told you. And they're all good. They're all great. I was just sitting there, you know, with my mouth open at some of the things he was saying. And I'm sure you were too. You can hear the passion. You can feel it in his voice. I mean, it's real, as real as they get. Man, I almost feel bad that I haven't had him on earlier, but I think everything everything in its own time, everything for a reason, and, and I think this is, this is the right time to have him on Podcast Junkies. And man, talk about the epitome of a podcast junkie. That's him. And when we, you know, it's like, I don't know, man, Voltron or something. When you connect with like, like-minded folks, just everything clicks. And, you know, he alluded to the fact that he wasn't, you know, um, he was a little bit tired and, and to be honest, I was too, you know, it was late here. Was, we started recording probably around 5 PM, um, on the West coast. And, but man, when, when we connect and, and we talk about things that we love, then it just, everything flows, man. And it's so cool when that happens. And I'm glad I was able to bring this conversation to you and that you're going to hear more about him. And if you've never heard about him, now you do. And now you can check his show out. I I had so much fun doing the research because, you know, like even though I'm not a a gamer or a super gamer, I I just – you can tell you, like when people are having a conversation, you just enjoy listening to them because they're they're fun. They're having a good time. And, And if you've got a podcast, make sure you're having a good time. 
because people can hear it. If if you don't want to record or you're in a bad mood, then don't record because it's not going to sound good. So much competition out there, man. We just we just have to always bring our A game, and you do that by talking about stuff you like, talking to people you like talking to, um, just bringing passion into everything you do. You should do that with a podcast. You should do that with life, right? You know, right? You know, why wouldn't you? If you if you're doing it with a job, if you're in a job and you, and you don't like the job and you don't have passion to it, you know, everyone's going to be able to tell. You're not going to be fooling anyone. Bring bring passion into your everyday life, and uh, you'll be all the better for it. I promise you. I promise you. So you heard the retention hashtag. We dropped it inside the interview. So uh, if you missed it, then uh, do a little bit of a rewind and catch that. Um, I can't imagine anyone would actually skip the interview and just go back to the outro, which would be really strange. But if you did, then let me know. Um, check out the uh, podcastjunkies.com. This one will be at uh, slash 78. All the show notes, including the video of uh, Danny with Bill Gates. Yeah, the Bill Gates. That's That was an amazing story. So check that out. Um, and other stuff we talked about is going to be in there as well. Um, don't forget to support the show. Subscribe. New listeners, I'm talking to you. Subscribe. What app are you using? Are you using the iTunes app on the iPhone? Don't do that. It's not a good app. There's so many other good ones out there. There's, uh, there's Overcast, which I use, which is amazing. And uh, I, I think um, do a little bit of research. Casts is another good one. And Castro, really good app. Find something that makes the experience that much more enjoyable and then subscribe to Podcast Junkies. And tell your friends, if, if you're introducing people to podcasts, find one of the episodes that you like and introduce them to the show. And then... Um, yeah, spread the word. You are my street team. We talked about the street team in there. And uh, you are my street team. And I can't do this without you. Spreading the word about the shows. And uh, that's how we just let more people hear about it. And that's always a good thing. I'm looking forward to the Podcast Junkies talk show on some sort of TV network. Maybe on Amazon. And then uh, I'll find a way to get my super loyal listeners onto the show. <laughs> and leave a rating and review if you haven't done so already. But uh, podcastjunkies.com slash iTunes. Engage. Comment. Get up out of your seat and uh, participate in the Podcast Junkies party. We got plenty of love. I got plenty of love for everyone. If you just reach out. If you don't, I don't know who you are. There's people listening to the show. I see the downloads. But uh, I'd like to get to know you. So say hi. Hi. In your forum of choice, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, feedback at podcastjunkies.com. I love you guys. I love you for listening and uh, stay tuned. We've got some fantastic episodes coming up. Have an amazing, amazing, amazing evening. And I really hope you enjoyed it. So take care. (laughs) 